Hello, this is us speaking to you from the future. Uh, We just wanted to hop in here to let you know that we recorded this episode when we were halfway through season two. Uh, Mm -hmm. It took us a little while to get our act together and, uh, you know, (laughs) pandemic, lockdown, all of that. It was Christmas. That was Bailey's. (laughs) What can I say? It was Christmas. There was just, you know, a lot going on, guys. Um, (laughs) But that's why we do not refer to Baby Yoda as his real name, Grogu. So cute. So cute. And also why we don't refer to the best ending of a series of all time. Oh, mama. Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Coming in at the nth hour. The CGI Luke. Mm. That was a real treat. And it was great. We'll talk about it more, but that's where we were in this episode. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. Hello there. Who do you sound like then? Obi-Wan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. I can't do it. General (laughs) Kenobi. Well it's a real like inflection. Hello there. Is that you're no, so think, good at that? Am I? Yes. Maybe I should cosplay Obi Wan. Well, you'd be very popular if you did. I'm sure. That's so good. I didn't know you could do that. I mean, I don't think his voice is as hard to like nail compared to like Kylo or Hello there. That was pretty good. That wasn't that bad either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Welcome to what we think is probably episode two. We might switch things around. Yeah, very possibly. Today, we're going to be talking all about the cutest, cutest guy in the galaxy, (laughs) baby Yoda. Oh, yes. AKA the child. AKA nothing. He is baby Yoda. He is baby Yoda. And we're asking the question, am I broody or do I just want a baby Yoda? (laughs) Which, you know, it's a bit of a ridiculous title, but I think it's a valid question. It's a valid question, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. I mean, it's certainly a question I found myself asking a lot recently whilst watching Mando. Yeah. I've also found so many fantastic opinions about it all, so <laughs> I can't wait to go through those a little bit and share what I found. I, I don't think a fictional character has ever been this cute or like provoked this kind of outpouring of love. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything as cute. Like, I mean, people felt quite strongly about E.T., but I personally did not. <laughs> we know how you felt about E.T. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe like, do you know, no, there's not a singular thing that I can think of. No. I also didn't feel this way about Dobby. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I literally watched the Chamber of Secrets last weekend and I was like, Dobby is so irritating. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be a very unpopular opinion, Brighty. <laughs> Well, I'm a maverick like that, so... Mm, yeah, I I don't think there's been a character in Star Wars history that's had this unanimous outpouring of love. I think it's it's like the one thing the Star Wars fandom can all agree on. Yeah, Baby Yoda is cute, okay? Yeah, Baby Yoda is adorable. And then you have someone coming out of the shadows being like, I think you mean the child! <laughs> I absolutely love how the creators and Disney were like, it's the child. And the fandom's just like, baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. (laughs) He belongs to us now. Exactly. I saw an interview with John Favreau where he said he thought that baby Yoda was like the more hashtagable version of the name. Mm, Yeah. 
But I think you can tell that the creators have just gotten bored with it now. And like in some of the behind the scenes footage, apparently they do actually call him Baby Yoda on set. (laughs) We knew it. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you unfamiliar with him, Baby Yoda is a character from the Disney series Mandalorian, created by Jon Favreau and further developed by Dave Filoni. He came about from their desire to explore the mystery around Yoda and his species. He's mostly a work of animatronics and puppetry, although accentuated with computer-generated imagery. Uh, CGI. (laughs) (laughs) CGU! (laughs) The child has received a positive reception from fans and reviewers. Understatement. Understatement of the year. And he's widely considered the show's breakout character, quickly becoming a popular internet meme. The Guardian called him 2019's biggest new character. (laughs) And The Hollywood Reporter has said that the character represents the future of Hollywood. (laughs) Baby Yoda! Exactly. (laughs) I'd love to see Baby Yoda on the red carpet being like, it wasn't my intention. (laughs) (laughs) On the front of Variety with the future of Hollywood just above him. And he's just there (laughs) holding his little cup of soupy. Yeah, or in a tux (laughs) in a kind of black and white photo shoot. Baby Yoda tells all. (laughs) So you could do Vogue's 23 questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we need to make that happen. Yeah, I think that would be a great interview. Because he's actually like 50, isn't he? Even though we're calling him baby. Mm, but he's still a little baby. <laughs> he's a baby. Yeah, that was my favourite. So before season two came out, Emma sent me, and this is such a specific reference, but it will mean something to some people out there. But mm-hmm. the clip from The Office where Michael is going to see Pam and Jim in hospital and he's going to see their baby for the first time. And he comes into the room going, I want to see the baby. <laughs> I think, I guess they must stay little for a long time. Obviously, we don't know much about Yoda's species. Yeah, well, I read that apparently George Lucas had forbidden people to divulge the origins of Yoda's species. Yeah, I think, I mean, we know his species is a secret, um, but apparently he told Favreau and Filoni what it was, but it's just not public knowledge yet. I mean, maybe it never Mm. will be. Mm. I read an article called... um, big deal he is <laughs> I mean there was always going to be a moment when we did the Yoda voice I think we've lasted like two minutes before it came out but you know mm-hmm. there you go um but it's by Zach Vasquez, and I wanted to read a section from it it says it's the tactile and at times uncanny nature of the thing that is responsible for people's visceral reaction to it and it doesn't seem too early to place it in the same pantheon of beloved practical creature creations such as E.T. Mogwai and the original Yoda Even the most cynical observer has to admit the puppet is objectively beautiful. If it can move a stoic and fatalistic figure as Werner Herzog to tears, what chance did the rest of us ever stand? (laughs) (laughs) Werner Herzog is the person who plays the client. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The evil guy. Um, No, he mean. (laughs) Yeah. And he got interviewed on the red carpet and he was literally welling up about how how beautiful the child is. Um, I did have to say I found it quite hilarious just reading about people reacting to Baby Yoda because everybody just suddenly turns into this gooey pile of adoration oh my god that's so true (laughs) I think what's funny is that you know the creators actually didn't initially want him to be too cute so they Mm. really wanted to avoid the typical Disney sidekick thing so they insisted on him having those like little wiry hairs that come out of his head still and those sharp jaggedy teeth (laughs) and they really wanted him to do the odd gross thing like eat the eggs eat the live frog I think it's just funny because despite that we're still like he is the cutest thing I have ever seen (laughs) I think I think some of those little wiry hairs make him more cute. <laughs> but that uh, that article goes on and it says, 
As noted earlier, the true impact of Baby Yoda speaks first and foremost to the hard work and the creativity of the Mandalorian's ace design and effects team. Very few purely digital creations have inspired such widespread and immediate visceral reactions and emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the character's popularity will lead to a greater investment in and emphasis on practical effects in large budget studio productions. If that ends up being the real legacy of Baby Yoda, it's a fair trade off for oversaturation. <laughs> What does he mean by oversaturation? I can't get enough of Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could ever be oversaturated. Um, <laughs> but it is what he's saying about the uh, the special effects. It's it's incredible what they've done with essentially a puppet. Mm, yeah, and I mean puppets versus CGI is something we've touched on before when we've talked about Jurassic Park. Well, do you know how much he costs to make? No. Do you want to have a guess? So you've got two people operating him. Well, so this is just um, how much he costs to make, not like moving forward how much it is manning him it's just purely how much he was to make five thousand pounds friday are you joking (laughs) ten thousand oh my god five million whoa what i mean best five mil ever spent in my opinion i mean absolutely but five mil that's like a lot of money i don't want to be i mean i obviously think he's sensational but I think they could have streamlined that cost. Like, if you just, I don't know, strip back a Furby or something and built on top of it. No, no, absolutely not. He's one of the main characters. Okay, yeah, and he is beautiful. I mean, the amount that character will have made for Disney and merchandise alone, I think that five mil is now a drop in the ocean. Yeah, because um, I read that they wanted to keep the character a secret before The Mandalorian came out, and so they actually didn't release any kind of like pre-merchandise. Mm. Although, obviously, as soon as it was all out, they released all the merchandise in the world, which <laughs> you actually own a little piece of. I do indeed, own some Baby Yoda merch. <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted to talk about the fact that Favreau and Filoni asked Disney not to pre-release any merch. Um, I saw an interview where they said that the reason for that was because they wanted fans to experience Baby Yoda for the first time on screen. And I just mm. thought, wow, that's that's really putting fans' experience over profit in that moment. And I just, I don't think you hear about things like that very often. But I think a part of it boils down to the fact that they were both Star Wars fans before they were creators. Mm, it is cool. Yeah. I have to admit, though, despite that beautiful intention from them, I did first see Baby Yoda in a meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my goodness. The memes have been... The memes have been incredible. Phenomenal work, everyone. I think my favorite might be Baby Yoda as a mum on Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. I think like we need to take a photograph of our mum on Christmas morning with the little cup of tea because <laughs> it's uncanny. Our mum, our mum is very small. I mean, she must be like five foot. Mini mummy. Yeah, we call her mini mummy. And when she's in her dressing gown, the dressing gown then looks really big. And on Christmas morning, she just sits there with a hot cup of tea watching us open presents. And she is just like mm. us and our brother. When we saw that meme, we were like, oh my God, it's mum. <laughs> it's mum. <laughs> There's also been some very cute TikTok accounts. Um, I'll link to my fave, which is called All The Feels with a Z, uh, run by two sisters. And they have some amazing videos of Baby Yoda cooking, watching <laughs> movies, and they dress him up in all kinds of adorable outfits. We love to see it. Thank you, Katie and Tara, for providing some very cute content. <laughs> yes, thank you, Katie and Tara. What have been your favourite Baby Yoda moments so far? I mean, there's loads. Um, <laughs> obviously, we've already talked about his little sippy cuppy. 
Yes. Where he mirrors I, Mando. Oh, so cute. Mm-hmm. I think the moment my heart fully melted was when Mando was hurt in the first series and Baby Yoda goes up to him and he's so small <laughs> and he's trying to use the force and Mando just picks him up and puts him back in the little leg. It's just so sweet. Mm, oh my God, yes. I think that bit broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And also when he was playing with the other kids on that planet. Yeah, I wish they could have retired there forever. I know, forever and ever. I don't know why they moved on. I mean, I guess, no, I do understand, but still. I know. I think in terms of favourite moments in the new series, um, like when he's stress eating those macaroons uh, in the craft (laughs) when they're like gunning down those other ships. I love Um, that. I love that he uses the force to get biscuits. um, Because that is exactly (laughs) how I would use the force. I like to think Mm. I'd be doing all these amazing things, but I'd definitely just be like biscuits i mean arguably baby yoda actually hasn't used the force that much in times they've been in trouble no he hasn't i mean he didn't do it when that spider was coming after them but you know maybe he knows his limits (laughs) yeah this one looks like mando's problem this looks like a you problem dad (laughs) i did love the bit after the biscuits when they're in the spaceship and then he just throws up all that blue does a little sicky it reminded me of when we were staying at some family friends and I lied about how many Cocoa Pops I was allowed. I was like, yes, two bowls. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a lie because we weren't really allowed any bowls of Cocoa Pops. I mean, unless it was like the summer mm. holidays or a special occasion. We didn't really oh, have no. them. Yeah, major treat if we were allowed Cocoa Pops. Major treat. And then so I had two bowls, got into the car and like threw up almost immediately. <laughs> I think they must have been quite big bowls. Mm, yes. <laughs> Yes, a little spit up. A little spew. (laughs) I've had to warn you a few times about some very stressful moments coming up. Um, We can probably talk about this because, I mean, this episode's going to go out when? What if I'm not ready to talk about it, Emma? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, there has been some stressful moments. I was thinking about when they're on the boat and that dickhead Mm. kicks baby Yoda into the fucking pit of... Oh my God, I was so angry. I mean, it was good that he was in his little egg because if he wasn't... Well, thank God. I know. But I then spent the rest of the episode feeling very stressed that there was no protective egg around him anymore. Mm, Yeah. I'm watching Mando carrying him and I'm just like, he needs his egg. (laughs) He needs his egg for sure. I'd love to have something like that to transport a baby around in. It would be perfect. I've also found him walking around super cute in this series. Mm. So when he's being, oh, there's that moment where he's being held hostage by that guy. He's holding the knife to to his throat. Oh my God, no. Very stressful. But Mando's there and he's got that line where he says, if any harm comes to the child, there's no place on earth you won't be able to hide from me. And I was like, <laughs> ding, dong. <laughs> it but, is quite sexy when he says that. I was actually worried when I first started watching the series that I wouldn't really get into it because we couldn't see the main character's face. Mm, yeah, me too. Because I, you know, for me to care about something, I have to really connect with the characters. But it turns out I can connect with a mask a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read some people's theory was that it's kind of like the way they balance each other out. So with Mando being faceless, Baby Yoda is the kind of way we connect to them. And then mm. seeing Mando care for Baby Yoda is like the way that we connect to him. Oh, yeah. Daddy Mando has become even more attractive in series two. <laughs> I know. Looking after the baby. He's had some very sexy lines this season. And a part of me thinks the writers must have known what they were doing because do you remember the scene where he meets Cobb Vanth? Yes. Is that the guy who's like in the Mando armor, but not a Mando? Yeah. And in the script, he says to him, take it off. 
or I will. Oh. <laughs> and the fan edits. Oh, no. The thirsty videos that have derived from this are fantastic. And I have spent <laughs> far too much time watching them. I haven't seen those, but I really want to now. I mean, how can you give us that dialogue and not expect that? They know what they're doing. <laughs> Between Mando and Kylo, I am worried I'm developing a mask fetish. <laughs> It's the mystery of the mask. How do you feel mm. about Zorro? Not much of a mask on Zorro, though, was it? No. <laughs> I no. do love it in films where someone's wearing a kind of skimpy little mask that only covers their like half of their face or just their eyes. And when they take it off, everyone's like, what? <laughs> I feel like I would know if my mate was in a mask. Even Batman, yeah. like, <laughs> I know mm. he's doing the stupid voice, but I mean, come on, obviously it's Bruce Wayne. I bet there were just so many people yeah. in Gotham, like... We know it's you, Bruce. Yeah, we know it's you, but look, he's very rich. He does what he likes. <laughs> My worry with Baby Yoda is that he does make me broody, but I also think he's setting some very unrealistic child behaviour <laughs> expectations. Mm. Mm, that's true. I read this thing in Cosmopolitan by Blythe Robinson and it's um, titled, I didn't want to have kids until baby Yoda happened. <laughs> Great title. <laughs> it's quite a long quote, but I think it's a good one. Um, so she says, I famously do not want to have kids. It's just not for me. Besides the obvious reasons, money, poop, responsibility. I constantly think about an article I once read that said not having children is the most effective way to cut your carbon footprint. It's my only defence if I ever meet Greta Thunberg. Except now, there was this little green nugget of a character on Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. <laughs> and all I could think about was why no one was reading to him. How was he going to learn new words? Droids were shooting at each other, and my focus was 100% on the importance, developmentally, of the child understanding the concept of hiding. Literal science has shown that humans are drawn to things with big eyes and round heads. I mean, ov obviously everyone loves baby Yoda. He's like Yoda, but with even bigger eyes and an even rounder head and without that weirdly annoying sentence construction. <laughs> I just can't stop imagining where in my studio apartment I would put his floating crib stroller. I picture holding him for fun and also because touch is important to infant development. I ponder raising him vegetarian and then worry whether there are nutrients a Yoda baby needs that he can only get from meat. I have to say, from what I've seen of Baby Yoda so far, a vegetarian <laughs> lifestyle is not the one. <laughs> It'd be tricky for him. She ends the piece saying, look... I'm not saying Baby Yoda is an eco-terrorist here to cause a population explosion and fast-track climate change, but I'm also not not saying that. Sips tea. <laughs> My God, that is fantastic. I yeah. loved every word of that. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but then on the flip side, there was an article in Vice, which was like, loving Baby Yoda is the only form of ethical child-rearing we have left. Ooh, divisive title. I know, and they're basically saying that Baby Yoda is a surrogate for the children we shouldn't have. Amazing. Okay. So this piece is by Haran Walker. And it says, mm. Baby Yoda might be my biological son, but he can also be the people's baby. If you, like me, are riddled with anxiety at the thought of bringing a human life into this world, one that will bear the brunt of decades of corporate greed and government inaction, Baby Yoda seems like the perfect venue for working out your need to protect and raise a small, adorable, defenceless being. Give him soup, 
let him play his music, defend him online, buy a custom real made doll that's made in his image, and really take this whole baby odor is my son thing to its most uncomfortable, logical extreme. Sure, we could continue bringing children into this world, or we could all buy baby odor dolls. I know what I'm choosing. Amazing. I'm going to have to go and read that whole article. Yeah, I'll link to them because I was just like, both of these articles are so fantastic. I love that. I think having children in general is quite a difficult topic to navigate. I feel as though, you know, having a nuanced conversation about the pros and cons um, of each choice is hard to do without people feeling personally attacked. Mm. Yeah, I think people think you're talking about their choice rather than... Mm. Yeah, rather than like what's best for you. Um, And I, I think only you know you know that really. Mm. And also like for some people, there isn't much of a choice involved at all in whether they can or, you know, can't have children. Yeah, of course. That's really important to acknowledge. But we're also getting into a stage now, or like I'm hoping we are, where people ask less. Um, Like Mm. I know I'm not married, so it's not something I get cornered and asked all the time. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. We've always been quite different on that front in terms of what we want anyway. Yeah, we have. So for the listeners, I'm open to the idea of children. Um... Some days I think I would love to have children and then some days I'm really not so keen on it. Um, I really do believe I could live a happy and fulfilled life with or without them. Mm. But I totally appreciate that that's not how everyone feels. Mm. The thing as well is like if you do decide not to have children, you will have children in your life. So like, you, you know, you already have nieces and nephews. Exactly. And I love being an auntie. But you've always known that children are something you definitely want in your future, which I think is lovely. Yeah, I've always wanted to have um, kids. I mean, obviously, it's never that simple. And in the future, you might discover that you can't have them or I don't know, like all sorts of things can happen. But I think it's definitely something I'd like to try and have later in my life. Like, Mm. I don't know, it may be like five years or something. But um, Mm. yeah, it's difficult. That's an impossible thing to plan as well, isn't it? But I I kind of feel like I'd like to have children around. But I'm not fussed what other people choose to do. No, no, me either. Live and let live. Yeah, exactly. And as a disclaimer to that, I really love other people's babies and I love children. Mm. But, you know, I think it's important that the question is changing to like, are you going to have children rather than when are you going to have children? Yeah, and I'm not even sure that. Like, again, you don't know. People might be trying or, you know, it's <laughs> just... yeah. That's very true. Best best not to ask in general. Yeah, just don't bloody ask. It's none of your business. <laughs> I um I read a lovely book recently called Olive by um, Emma Gannon. Mm. Um, she's got that great podcast, Control Alt Delete. Yeah, but the book focuses on four close female friends. So one's decided to be child free by choice. One's got a couple of kids. One's trying, um, and one's suffering from postnatal depression. So mm. I thought it was really interesting. She's writing about the dynamic of those friendships and how they can all still find common ground and, you know, love each other. And I just thought, explored that area really well. And I hadn't, I hadn't read something quite like that yet. Mm, That managed to capture that kind of feeling. Yeah, no, I loved it. I have to say though, sometimes I see pictures of babies um, in baby Yoda costumes, you know, online, Instagram, TikTok. And if I'm honest, they do absolutely nothing for me. What? I want baby Yoda. I want the cannon. I don't want a baby in a baby Yoda outfit. 
I was going to say the literal opposite and say <laughs> my friend put her baby in a baby Yoda hat and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it is cute, but when I look at something like that, it just reminds me that I'd, I want to be looking at a picture of baby Yoda. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, fair enough. With, with baby Yoda, I mean, like making us feel broody, there is an argument that it is quite an unrealistic depiction of parenthood, um, which I think is oh, kind yeah. of important to touch on. I mean, it's the dream to have a baby with magic powers who stays cute for a very long time. I mean, at least the next 50 years. Yeah, exactly. That's true. He's not going to grow up into a horrible teenager. Yeah, you're not going to have to pick him up from a party because he's whiteyed everywhere. <laughs> I read an article about it being an unrealistic depiction um, and it was called The Mandalorian Doesn't Care About Diapers. And it's by <laughs> Catherine Van Arendonk for Vulture. And it says... It's wish fulfillment, a fantasy, a vision of parenting stripped so thoroughly of all detail and specificity that all that's left are archetypes. The parent, the child, the sense of mystery as the child comes into its power, the threats to their safety, the bond between them. And archetypes are nice, but they're also purposefully, fundamentally empty. Sketches left so bare that the details can get filled in later. The Mandalorian could have been a better show if it stopped for just a moment to let Mando care about diapers, to fill in those details with the same care it's filled out so much of its world. Maybe in season two, he'll stop off at a planet with a daddy playgroup. <laughs> is she joking? I mean, do you think, I mean, that's a bit of tongue-in-cheek article, isn't it? I think. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I Look, baby Yoda, he's hardly the ideal child. You know, he does cause trouble for Mando. Yeah, but Mando basically kind of drops him off with someone else for most of each episode. And we don't see much of him like being kept up all night or trying to get him to go to sleep bathing him bedtime stories you don't really see anything like that I mean I would love to see some bedtime stories yeah um, although look if the show was a realistic depiction of parenthood I mean how long are the episodes they're like an hour yeah and that would just be trying to get him out the house wouldn't it but, yeah literally it would just be them trying to get him out of the house me <laughs> that they didn't realize how boring some parts of parenthood is. So, you know, it's like 50% undying love. And then it's like 50% boredom and fear. <laughs> Such a mix. <laughs> yeah. I think he's definitely not the perfect child. I mean, he's had some divisive eating habits, which we could get into. Um, I know mm. there's some controversy around that. And I was really glad that that storyline did have a happy ending. Like that was very nice to see. Yeah. I read an article in GQ about it that made me laugh. Um, it's by a guy called Ben Allen, and he was asking if Baby Yoda was cancelled, which is obviously hilarious. <laughs> but it said, for what it's worth, Baby Yoda is too big to fall. You can't cancel God and you can't cancel Baby Yoda. <laughs> Everyone else is fair game. <laughs> That's very true. I had a horrible realisation the other day. Go on. It suddenly hit me, at some point, there's going to be a farewell between man and... Actually, oh my God. Oh my God. There's, there's going to... Sorry, I'm clearly like... You must. At some point, we're going to have to watch them say goodbye to each other. I can see what that's going to emotionally cost you. But they'll only be able to do that if it's like him literally delivering him to his species. I don't mom and think dad. I'm going to be able to cope with it. You can tell I can't talk about it without oh, I know. <laughs> welling up, which is obviously <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, Emma. I have to say, I think it's very typical that I can't enjoy something because I'm already thinking about the fact it's going to end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Such is life. 
had you had that thought before or is that just just me I haven't really I haven't had that thought yet but it is it is a sad thing to consider you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) hopefully hopefully it's very far off Mm. I mean I don't think the series technically needs to end you know baby Yoda doesn't age (laughs) and you know you could just put anyone in the suit I mean we might be doing a disservice to Pedro there (laughs) yeah I didn't mean that Pedro I didn't no do you think we're ever going to find out if he is related to Yoda in any way well I read something that was like you know think about all the cloning that happens in this universe I know the timeline wise he's not Yoda but maybe somebody cloned Yoda Mm, (laughs) or or that he's Yoda's baby yeah because apparently there's a female version of the Yoda species in the background of a shot and she's called like Yaddle and a few people Mm. have been like maybe it's Yoda and Yaddle's baby Mm, okay I don't think it'll be that direct. Like, I think it would just be, you know, like I think that they've been stung when they've been too specific, mm. aka Ray is somehow Palpatine's granddaughter. <laughs> that virile looking man. <laughs> I mean, who is breeding with Palpatine? Yeah. One question you've got to ask. <laughs> Very important question. Um, I think it would just be better if they went with him being a random baby who's obviously really special. I don't know. I feel like they've got to connect him to Yoda in some way. Like, especially with the fandom being like, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. (laughs) I think if they were like, oh no, he's absolutely no, zero relation to Yoda. I think people might feel disappointed. Yeah, well, he's the same species, but he could just be like... Yeah, but Star Wars love making people related. I know, I know, but should they? I know they could, (laughs) but do they ever stop and think if they should? I would bet you money right now that he's related to Yoda in some way. That's probably a safe bet. Maybe a distant second cousin. I think it'll be more more connected than that, but mm, it's curious. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Mm, me too. So shall we round back to our initial question? Am I broody? Or do I just want a baby Yoda? I mean, I know my answer. I, I just want a baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this stage in my life, I also just want a baby Yoda. I mean, if anything, I think this episode has kind of confirmed my... Um, my suspicions. Yeah, my suspicions. And I honestly feel like I could continue talking about Baby Yoda. Um, I know we've got to keep it sort of in time. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, we love him. We can't wait to see what happens next. Godspeed, Baby Yoda. This is the way. Which way? <laughs> is it this way? The, it's the way. <laughs> it's that way, but a little to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is the way. You're quite right. That way. Which way? <laughs>